Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello, this is Colleen Nelson. Welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. I'm here with Carrie Russell. She is an audacious 5-1 sacral generator, teaching her clients how to lead with their energy and intuition forward. Through mastering her own energetics and human design, Carrie has built a thriving multiple six-figure coaching business rooted in deep power and freedom. Through her own rapid expansion, Carrie is leading other women to create next-level wealth and liberation. Carrie's signature coaching style fuses human design, mindset work, emotional intelligence, spirit, and self-expression to help her clients unlock wealth and build their business their way. Woo! That is <laughs> that is like the elevator... <laughs> Pitch for all elevator pitches, Carrie. I love it. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Colleen, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. (sighs) Oh, me too. All right. I have to tell, I have to tell everyone kind of like how I know you because everybody's always interested how everything's connected on my podcast. So Carrie, I don't even think you know this. The way that I found you is so random, um, which seems to be a theme in your world, actually, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I was, I've always loved human design. I was introduced to it year, a long time ago, actually. Um, and I just never had the space or the time to actually like deep dive into it. It was a little overwhelming for me at, the, at first glance. Right. And I got a intuitive hit. Uh, at the beginning of the year or toward, no, towards the end of the year of last year, where I was like, I need to, I need to look into my human design a little bit more. It was just showing up everywhere. So I went on Instagram and I literally typed in the little search box, human design coaches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, a bunch of wonderful women show up, um, your coach shown up, um, aligned by design. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, she's awesome. Just not, not my energy today. And I was looking through it and then I like clicked on yours and I don't even remember what picture was up or what was going on, but I was like, hell yes. And oh my God. that was it. I was I had like, no idea. That's so, oh my goodness. I'm yes. getting like, <laughs> that's so awesome. I love this story. This is so great. Yes. I, I was so lit up by you. So for those of you that know human design, I'm a two, four sacral generator. So when I get a hit, it's like, you know, all in. And I was so lit up. I like told everybody, I even told my current coach, <laughs> Ash McDonald. And she's like, wait a second. I'm like, no, no, no. I still love you. Like you're still a great coach. You just, I need some human design work. And she's like, okay. And then Ash actually started following you and had, had you on her podcast. Yeah. Um, so I just was like, I spread it everywhere. I was like, Carrie, oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that. But I love like, this is, this is what's so powerful about, you know, when we step into our expression, when we step into our authenticity, it's like 
people can land on your page and in one moment decide they want to be in your energy. And it's just, I love that. I love that. I love that we get to use our platforms to just be <laughs> ourselves yes. and make these incredible connections with solo line people because like you coming into my world, like, oh my goodness, you came in like a ball on fire and you haven't stopped. And it's been so incredible to be a part of. So I'm so <laughs> grateful that you trusted your sacral. Yes. Even before you maybe really knew enough about human design to understand mm -hmm. what was happening. But like, yeah. it was just like, I'm so, I'm so excited. So that's, that's an incredible story. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. It's, that's so the theme of this podcast is what do you have to burn, you know, to the ground over and over in order to be, you know, your authentic, true expression of self. And yes. I learned long ago that my impulsivity at times, we'll say at times, I'll give that caveat to a degree, um, really leads me to my best work, my best self, my best leaders, my best coaches. And before I understood how that was tied to my human design, it, it's, it's my jam. Like I have booked trips to Nicaragua for three weeks solo on a spur of the moment <laughs> um, that turned to be life transformational. I've, I've done some crazy stuff that just, when I get that hit, it's like, I don't even really care who you are. I don't really know what you have to offer. I'm just like, all right, well, I guess I'll just buy this, this, and this, and this and join your works. Okay. <laughs> well, that's like, as I'm hearing you speak, I'm like, this is your sacral and your defined heart. Like, oh yeah. Investing. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck it. I want it. I'm just going to yes. do it now. Like, no, like, it's just like, it's like your sacral says yes. And your heart center is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, that is so good. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the fact that you said like impulsivity, like that is a big conditioning piece that a lot of sacrals experience because, you know, we've been taught to think things over and think things through and be smart and logical, but that's not how we're designed to move through life. And so no. hearing you be like, like, this is a, where you own your impulsivity. You know what I mean? Like that's where you yes. get to own it and be like, when I am impulsive, when I trust my sacral in the moment, I know it's only going to bring me to my next step, to my next level, to the next experience, absolutely. to the next lesson, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yes. So good. Yes. No, absolutely. And I think that's the piece like, you know, it's interesting what we burn and I love it because it's very tied to human design. So I'm excited to hear what yours is because I know it, it's going to be tied into that piece as a trauma therapist. You know, I love using human design because it's different. It's different language. It's different mm -hmm. language to help, you know, people come to it in a different way. Cause I think sometimes, you know, they hear the same things over and over again. Like I need to stop thinking that I'm not enough, you know? And it's like, God, we can hear that all day, every day, but how we actually burn that belief system to the ground. Um, sometimes we need different approaches to get there because it's 100%. so challenging to do. And, and hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, I'm obviously not a trauma therapist, so I come from like a totally different viewpoint, but what I love about the human design is that it, I feel like it's, it's like a short, not like a shortcut in like we're bypassing things, but it's a shortcut to like the, like the, the understanding of why that conditioning is there, why those like, you know, those limiting beliefs are there, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. It kind of gives us like a workaround to just go right to the heart and soul of the matter. Um, and like you said, like the language it brings, it's like, it opens up the conversation to go deep really fast. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So Carrie, let's, let's get into you. Cause I'm so excited. Um, uh, so the question, the question I, I ask every guest is, you know, when you hear this, you know, let, you know, let the rest burn, be your full expression of self and then let the rest burn. What did you, or what have you had to burn in order to become the you you are today? This is, I feel like as, as I'm about to answer, there's like a few different things that come into my, into my mind. And I, it, the way that it comes up for me is more of like memories of like big moves that I've had to make in order to be where I am today and who I am today. But I think underlying all of those, like four or five different scenarios is this, the fear of what other people are going to think. Mm. And the projections of, you know, that I'm going to be misunderstood, that my intentions are going to be misinterpreted, that, that the way that I show up is going to make, you know, somebody else feel the complete opposite way that my, my intention one or that, mm. that what my desire was and using human design language, like this is my fifth line, like I'm a five one. So that fifth line, that projection field that we live in when I, you know, what I know now and being able to look back on my life, it was really being able to step into owning the projection that I put out and really claiming it with that bold, wild mm. audacity and really just being like, like really leaning into the conviction of who I, who I am and who I know myself to be and trusting that the right people will understand the right people will feel it. And the ones who don't, that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was really just like letting go and like, just, just completely deciding that I was just going to be me and whoever I attracted in doing so I'm going to celebrate the fuck out of and whoever I don't, I'm just going to send love and compassion their way and, and, and just focus on my lane, focus on, on me and my energy. But there's definitely like, you know, societal pressure, wanting to do what's normal. You know, mm -hmm. I went back to school when I was in my early thirties thinking I wanted to be a teacher and um, invested a ton of money, a ton of time. And I had to let that, that all burn, you know, mm -hmm. a year into supply teaching, I decided it wasn't what I wanted to do. It would have been yeah. easy to stay in it. You know, the, the pay was good. The schedule mm -hmm. was good. Summer's off. Like mm -hmm. logically it made sense, but soulfully I knew it wasn't the right thing. So, you know, it, yes letting things burn and like, you know, who am I to let go of a teaching job when there's so many people out there wanting to become a teacher. So it's just like, yeah, it's just really like letting go of all of those fears of what other people are going to think. And the more I do that, right. Like this is a journey. It's a work in progress. It's a work in process. The more I do that, the more I really own that, that fifth line projection, the more, the more fun I have and the more incredible, the people that I call into my world. So Yes. Oh, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Carrie lives in Canada. We're teaching. Oh, it's yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> people want to be teachers in Canada. Yes, um, <laughs> right. Gotta, gotta get clear on the demographics. Here. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm glad you kind of answered this actually, because you know, when my, when, when I ask this question, um, my guests usually have some brilliant and incredible answers. And, and what's tough is, is 
we hear what we had to do to burn, right? We hear what we had to, to burn. We hear what, like how we landed today for you. It's, you know, other people's um, projections or your own projections on what you're supposed to do versus like what's coming from like your, your soul, as you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I always get the question of, but how, you know, like, but how do we do that? Right. So mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm not supposed to care what other people think, or I'm not supposed to um, spend energy on those that don't align with me, but yet I still do. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said, you know, this is a work in progress. Like this is an ongoing yeah. conversation you have with yourself regularly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so where would you say in the course of all this, when you think about, okay, if this is, you said you had a couple examples, so I want to get to the others as well, but I have one more question on this one. Where is it the trickiest? Where does it kind of sneak up on you and say, wait a second, like here's a, here's an ember that's catching some oxygen. It's starting to burn mm-hmm. back up. Where mm-hmm. does it, it get you sometimes? I think for me, it's like when I show up online, when when I show up in my programs, when I show up on social, like it feels effortless to be fully in my self-expression and, you know, meeting people for the first time, um, where I find uh, like I might get triggered or I might wobble a little and really have to like consciously put effort and intentionality into who I'm being and how I'm showing up is in my like real life is in and around like, um, like for me, I feel like, you know, I've got two very polar identities that I play with. Like I've got this like boss powerhouse, like very sophisticated luxury, you know, bold brand, but I'm also a mom. I live in the country. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I play outside, I get messy, I get dirty. So it's like, there's two of these very opposite opposite energies. And I, you, obviously I've done a lot of work on this, but being able to show up as me without the screen in front of me in my personal life, like around, you know, my neighborhood, around people who I used to go to school with, around my family. Like it's almost, again, this is a fifth line thing where we are very strong in our projections in and how we want to show up. And then when we, when we like are off or like the screen is, you know, the camera is off. Mm-hmm. We, we go into a different, a different version of ourselves mm-hmm. and it can sometimes make us feel like one of those versions is inauthentic mm-hmm. instead of seeing them as this, this, you know, two pieces of the same, you know, two sides of the same coin. We feel like there's like this division of like, this is my, almost like one side of us is, is inauthentic towards the other. So it's really been this process of accepting and integrating all, all sides of my identity. I can be super bold and powerful and, and, you know, speaking with conviction. And I can also be like the goofiest and the silliest and the, you know what I mean? Like the most affectionate and sappiest. So it's really just this amalgamation of all of the different identities and allowing each one of them to come out and play when it feels good, when it feels good. So that, you know, it's, it's, I would say the personal life where all my identities are really kind of brewing together Mm -hmm. that I find that I really have to like watch where old patterns surface. Ooh, that's powerful. And honestly, I think a lot of people can relate 
probably in different ways, given, you know, their different design, but as a two, four, like I, I relate in a different way, but it is that duality and almost the paradoxical, maybe that's a word. I don't know. Paradoxical. I'm going to use it. Um, nature of our various roles, personalities, um, authentic parts of ourselves. And it's, it is tough. I think sometimes to understand what is authentic and what isn't, because I would say that there are some, I don't want to use the word armor, but I'm just going to say it. Like there are some layers that we use that -hmm. are actual real boundaries that are important, right? If I'm, if I'm going into a group of leaders, you know, on Saturday, I was at a women's conference um, and I'm, I'm having conversations with all of them. I'm not necessarily going to deep dive into some of the parts of myself that are either more vulnerable, personal, or, or maybe a little more wounded that day. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. going to put on a little bit of armor or a little bit of a a protective boundary, not only for myself, but also for the person I'm speaking to, right? Like, cause I don't, I don't need to give them that energy either. And it's such an interesting paradigm to work with because you want to be authentic, but being authentic also means you have to have boundaries. And that can feel inauthentic sometimes when what you're feeling on the inside is a little bit different than what you're reflecting on the outside based on the people that you are currently speaking with. Totally. Totally. And I think, you know, one of the the two scenarios that, that really helped me like conceptualize this understanding is looking at like a surgeon, for example. So like a surgeon, like a brain surgeon going in to brain surgery, there's a persona, there's an identity that they have to step into. They have to be, you know, precise and and decisive and confident and meticulous. And, and, you know, like there's, there's this energy of like self-assuredness that they have to step into when they're in the operating room, but that's not necessarily the same person that you would see at the grocery store, you know, when they're, when someone's life isn't in their hands Yes, and, or even like looking at Beyonce, you know, when we see her on, 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 you know, Sasha Fierce and like the outfit, the makeup, the expression, the boldness, and then and we see her, you know, on, you know, at her house or at the grocery store in like joggers and a messy ponytail. So yes. it, it really allowed me to like, oh, right. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of this feeling of like being inauthentic is actually the pressure sometimes that we put on ourselves that we have to be a certain way in, you know, in certain different situations yes. and the fear of what other people are going to think of us if we don't show up in that way all the time. Yes. Yes. Agreed. When I get the question as a therapist, like, and you might get this as a coach as well, when I'm around somebody that's new or just isn't like in my world really. And they're like, Oh, are you just therapizing me the whole time? Like, is that just what you do all the time? Mm -hmm. I'm like, absolutely not. I do not want to be working right now. You're, I am not digging into your childhood trauma currently in my brain. (laughs) It's not happening. But, but it, it's, it's a fear, right? That's a fear. Yes. That's a fear response of them being like, she's going to know too much about me. Like, <laughs> almost like, like that fear of like, you can see into them. Right. So yes. yeah, I can, I understand that, that feeling. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I bet it's well. And you know, so <laughs> I, I just laugh. I laugh. And of course, when they say that, I'm like, well, now I know a lot about you. You saying that to me just gave me everything I needed. So thank you. There's no no all. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So you said you had a couple of things. I'm I'm curious. Mm. So we have, we have this perception, you know, in this kind of um, like uh, the 
two sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, what else? What else did you have to burn to become, you know, Carrie Russell of today? Um, I, you know, like the, the, the scenarios that I, you know, reflect on, you know, uh, the teacher leaving teaching, well, let's, let's rewind that even more deciding to go back to school in the first place. And, you know, am I the kind of person who at, you know, 33 with two young kids decides to uproot her entire, (laughs) you know, it was a big, it was a big investment. It was, I was working full time. I was driving to another country every other weekend. Um, It was, it was a lot. And it was almost like, can I give myself permission to play in this new, in this new evolved, you know, way of being. Mm -hmm. And in making that decision, I also had to, to understand where, you know, my job that I had before I went to school, I was a, uh, an assistant manager at Lululemon and I loved my job. I loved my people. I loved my job. I loved the culture. I, I loved everything, but I learned so much about myself at Lululemon. And so there was a lot of, and I'm definitely like, um, like I get, I'm depth, right. Generator depth. So like the, the depth and the connection that I felt with this entity of Lululemon and that version that who I became while working there, I had to let that all go. Yeah. And so letting all of that go and deciding that this isn't going to be my future, this isn't going to be where I continue to grow and move, um, and that was a big decision that, that was really, it was challenging all the, you know, I'd been there for six years, the relationships that I had built, the growth, the, the everything, everything. So letting that go to decide to go into teaching and then going into teaching and then letting that go and deciding to go into business. And then in business, I started as a goal coach and, and, you know, helping people and helping women, you know, their vision and goals and, you know, stepping out of the, out of the, the box that they've been living in. And making the decision to drop goal coaching and go into business coaching. Like it was like, there's just been like massive things along the way where in the moment it felt good, but then it no longer felt good anymore and needing to be needing to let it go needing let it to let it burn, let it, let it, you know, release in order to allow that next step in our evolution to come forward. And I think like, as I'm speaking, there's every day. Mm-hmm. Every day I let things burn. Like every day I let beliefs burn. Every day I let I let fears burn. Every day I let, you know, offers in my program in my in my business that are no longer aligned, I let them burn. So I think yes, I have these major big events, but it's also something that happens on a day-to-day basis. And I think, you know, sorry I'm like rambling here, but I love it. It's that sacral. That sacral yes lets me know you know, and that sacral no lets me know what needs to be let go of, what needs to be released, what needs to be, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I think the more that I trust it and those things that we let burn, you know, they can be, you know, small little energy leaks, or they could be big, massive energy leaks. And I think it's just the awareness, the awareness of, of knowing when it's time to let something burn. Ooh. Oh, so all of that, I think everyone should just rewind and listen to one more time. And then <laughs> we'll catch you here in a minute. Um, let's just rewind and listen to it one more time. Because you just, you just, you just coached us all right there, Carrie. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, audience. 
Um, so here's, here's what you just tapped into, which I think is absolutely essential in order to get into the flow. We, we all talk about being in the flow in alignment in um, an enlightenment, right? This, mm-hmm. this desire we all have to just feel held by the universe basically. And it requires exactly what you just said non-attachment, to be honest with Mm -hmm. you, would would be Mm -hmm. the word that I would use. Non-attachment to your present reality, recognizing your present reality is what it is for right now in this very moment, and then releasing that from the future. Because ultimately that opens you up to so much more. It, It allows you to move through your intuition, move through your authority, move through what is coming to you versus holding so tightly to what you believe is safe or what you believe is going to give you control, which is a trauma response. That's okay. We can work through it later, but (laughs) believing that, right. Is, is what keeps us honestly from being able to access those next layers Mm -hmm. of our growth, next layers of our expansion. And I hear leaders talk about this all the time and it's so inspirational, but it's, it's the, how that people get stuck on and the how is is really surrender and it's so tough to do mm-hmm. but actually surrendering to your inner trust your inner intuition it, this this is what leads us and we're always coming back to that because the conditioning of the world is telling us not to trust that is telling us not to surrender is telling us to to grab a hold and that is that i guess the polarity of the masculine and feminine energy is this like structure that supports us and that feminine flow through it. But I think Mm -hmm. our world leans a little heavy in the masculine energy and we're really working hard to, to open space for that flow again. And that is what I'm seeing in women leaders today, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying men aren't doing this or non-binary folks aren't doing this, but I am seeing this like surge of feminine energy that's allowing for flow and expansion and redefining what it looks like to be successful, to be in alignment, to, to be safe. Honestly, it looks different. It looks in flux. Whereas before safety was tied to knowing where you were going to be in 30 years, not having this fluid reality. Totally. Yeah. Like thinking back to like how our parents grew up and our grandparents and, you know, getting a job, working the same place your whole life and having a pension. And like, it's like one job and you're set for life. And it's so not the same anymore. And it's so, it's so exciting. Like, it's so exciting. Like, I just think of like the, like the adventure so many people missed out on, like all the fun and the excitement of like, but you know, it was a different time, right? So it was a different time. And I think now, like when you, when you talk about the masculine and the feminine, like I, you know, in human design speak, I'm like a 50, 50, I'm like a 50, 50, 50 split. However, I naturally, I love the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Like I, it feels good for me. I've had to really learn where it's high frequency versus low frequency. Like I really see like there's, there's a place and a time and a, and a requirement for that high frequency masculine energy and I really thrive in that. It feels good for me. It, it it allows me to like be creative and innovative and and take my ideas into action. 
And it's been the leaning into the, into the high frequency feminine that I've had to do a lot of work around and a lot of, a lot of surrendering, a lot of trusting, a lot of playing and exploring, like never having ever been taught about it and really trying to figure out like, what does it actually look like and feel like for me to be in my high frequency feminine? Because I think even within that, there's so many different definitions that people portray online and neither one is better or worse or good or bad, but it's, it's, we have to be willing to take what we're seeing and then go and play with it in our own way and really feel into it. And for me, it's almost like the masculine, and the feminine, like it's always there together. Like I definitely have masculine energy moments and, and, and focus. I definitely have feminine energy focus, but I want to say like 80% of the time it's the masculine and the feminine together. It's the pleasure and the desire and the action, you know, the aligned action and the movement and the decision-making it's like, it's, it's so interwoven. I can't actually pull them apart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's because you've done the integrative work. I think exactly. I'm so I'm all for right arrows. So I'm like living in the feminine over here. I (laughs) I need some masculine up in my life. Um, we'll talk about that later with our human design reading. <laughs> I'm like, Carrie, I need you help. Um, <laughs> well, you got some, you've got some pretty powerful defined centers. So it's not that you're at a short for, for the masculine. We just got to attune it in a, in, in your way. We got to grab it. Yeah. We got to grab it in the high yeah. frequency. That's, that's the key. So, you know, high frequency and low frequency. I love that language. Um, cause yet again, here's, here's new words, new language we can use to talk about what does it look like to show up in a way that's actually going to work for us versus a way that is going to kind of activate that shadow work. And again, shadow work isn't bad, but most of us would like to, you know, be in that full expression of self in a way that brings the things and magnetizes the things and people to us that feel good. Um, and that is that high frequency energy and it's really tough. And and I'll say this, this might be a little controversial, but I'm just going to say it anyways. I really think that, um, you know, the past hundred years, well, okay, we'll say longer than a hundred years, but I think women have been really like pulled into that low frequency because of, we'll say the patriarchy, white supremacy, like it just has like pulled women into that low frequency and men in the low frequency, but just this, we're like fighting it. I feel like we're breaking out of a paradigm. We're breaking generational patterns of trauma. Like it is, it's bigger work for me. Mm -hmm. It's bigger work, what we're doing right now. And human design is one of those things that I see is coming alongside that movement and giving us language and giving us the tools we need to break out of that generational trauma that has been set like decades after decades, centuries after centuries, like ingrained in, in who we are and what we're trying to do. I mean, how, how many of our parents, grandparents, great grandparents actually lived a life aligned with their design, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's almost painful to watch sometimes to see how much they sacrificed because of what they thought they should do. I was just thinking about this the other, the other day, actually. Yeah. Really. It's like, we've got the beautiful gift of being able to uh, like, yes, we're focusing on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Human is great for our own and for our own experience in our lifetime, but it's that ripple effect. It's the being able to teach the younger generations. And it's like, when I think about my daughter, I'm like, 
part of, you know, when you talk about how do we show up fully self-expressed, how do we let it burn for me? It's like, I do it because I want to be the best example for her and for my son. You know what I mean? But it's like the responsibility is so much bigger than me. Like the, the impact is so much bigger than me. It it's like, when I look back on my life, how do I want to remember it? How do I want to, to look back and, and see those moments that I gave, you know, by me living in my truth, I give permission to my daughter to live in her truth. I give permission to my son to live in his truth. I give permission to everyone in my world to live in their truth. And to me, that's what, that's my how is that it's bigger than me. And if I hold back because I'm feeling uncomfortable, then it's like, I make it like this extreme thing in my brain and this extreme thing in my world is that like, if I hold back, what I'm basically saying is that my comfort is more important than everyone else's growth around me. Mm-hmm. And that feels ugh. Yeah. like that's a sacral no. That feels gross. It feels gross for me to put my comfort ahead of the impact that I know that I can make by living my truth. And that, that doesn't even mean, you know, for everyone listening, it's like, that doesn't even mean you've got to have a business. You've got to be loud and, 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 and vocal on social. Like you just, you, you create that impact in your own world with the interactions with, you know, the eye contact make with the lady at the grocery store with the smile and the wave with, you know, the mailman, you know, picking up your kids from school, wearing what you want to wear. And somebody else sees you and be like, Oh my God, like, I wish I could wear something like that. Like it doesn't even have to be an, an intentional intentionally creating an impact, Mm -hmm. but just your essence, just your presence. When we are being our fullest selves, that impact is happening. And we're either creating an impact that's going to to change the world or we're creating an impact that's just going to reinforce what the world has already been telling us. Yes. No, absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. And impact is such a great word to use. And I do think I was there. Did you post the quote about something, something impact over intention, intention over impact. I don't know. There was some sort of quote about that. Yesterday I posted alignment over everything. Yeah. Maybe it was something. It was actually had like impact in the quote. I'll have to look it up Mm, and I'll, I'll share it on my Instagram, but, um, it's talking about how like impact is something that we should focus on over. Oh, impact over results. Something like that. Mm, Something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who posted it. <laughs> Open head. I just, whatever. It came in. It was great. I it. <laughs> but, but I, I want to, I want to come back to actually something you said a few seconds ago, because it reminds me of a Brene Brown quote, which I actually know, which is the definition of integrity is choosing courage over comfort. Mm. And I, I love, I love that. Yes. Yes, that's it. That, that is, that is integrity. I choose courage over comfort because sometimes you have to show up and do the courageous thing and be uncomfortable so that others can have permission to do so as well. And it is a ripple effect. It is. Mm -hmm. And you know, we, we are leaders in the industry and on social. So the ripple effect, I think our impact might be different than those um, not in the industry, but that doesn't mean it's not as big. I mean, every single person can, can affect hundreds of thousands of people, honestly, with mm-hmm. one integrity-based aligned moment in their mm-hmm. life. 
And that's like the scary and also exciting nature of our world. (laughs) Like the butterfly effect, terrifying movie, but also good, but terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like this is this, and this is what I love, you know, to talk about is like, once we have that awareness of the potential, the potentiality of the impact that we have, then we get to play in the intentionality of the impact that we have. Yes. And this is where, again, as leaders, we go first, we do the scary thing. We show up boldly like this again, it, for me, it's like my credo, like my manifesto, my, my mantra. It's like what I live by. Mm-hmm. And it's really because it's like this, it's this intentionality with the impact that I desire to make. And yeah, it's like, I can't, I can't be the one to put my comfort ahead of everyone else's growth. It just, I can't be that person. That's not who I am. So that's what I sink into and anchor into for my how. It's like, I just do what I know to do in the moment to be in integrity with the impact that I want to make. Sometimes it's beautiful and expansive and it works and it's great. And sometimes I mess up and then I clean up my mess and I keep moving forward, you know? So it's just that, yeah. Yes, it's messy. Okay, everybody hear that. It's yes. messy. <laughs> we make mistakes. I am the queen of that. And I will I will own it all day, every day. If I can show people in my world what it looks like to make a mistake, to fail, to struggle, and then to embrace, take true ownership and rise again, I have like lived my life's mission. Because mm-hmm. that is... Like it breaks my heart sometimes the amount of people that come into my world that truly believe failure is not an option. And it is, it's so limiting and it's so confining. And really, if, if we're not failing, we're not growing, we're not learning, we're not accessing the, the true nature of the human existence. And um, as Ashley Tracy says, earth school, she calls it earth school. Mm. I love that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's like, we're on earth school to fail a lot. So just like fail and learn your lesson. Totally, totally, totally. And I think it's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of our experience with failure has a lot to do with, you know, trauma from childhood, mm-hmm. what we were taught about failure. And it's something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm hyper aware with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, when they come home with a not so great school mark, it's like how I respond in that moment is going to teach them about what it means to not do as well as you could have, or as you desired, um, you know, be using it as a reflective moment. Like, did I prepare the best way that I could? Did I allow myself, you know, did I do what I knew I needed in order to be able to show up and perform And, and, um, it's just, it's when you, when you say failure, it's like, this is where as a mom, it's like, it's, I have to teach my kids how to handle failure with grace and with excitement and with adventure that, you know, what failure actually gives us is just another opportunity. It's not, it's not the door isn't closed. It's, it's just, we're just, we get so stuck looking at the one door that did close that we miss all the other doors that are open, you know, like, so it's, yeah, sorry. You've got me like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, 
on a totally other different totally no this different, is how different this, wavelength yeah this is how it works with two generators just like we're just we could talk <laughs> for literally hours about eighteen thousand different things so <laughs> that's how it works that's that's yes. the beauty of all of this well and you know as we kind of round out our time because i i again we could talk for hours yeah i just i'm curious if there is if there is one thing, and this is kind of a challenging question, but I'd love to ask it, that you know you need to burn, but you haven't yet. Mm. Or you're preparing to, or you see it coming. Is there anything right now in this world that you are, you're feeling kind of percolate come up for you? To be honest, no. And it might just be out of my awareness right now. Mm-hmm. But like every day I check in with myself Mm -hmm. and I have done a lot of burning in the last little while. (laughs) (laughs) Not much left to burn, Colleen. I've done a lot of burning in the last little while. Um, I love that though. Yeah. So I think like right now I'm feeling good, but like as soon as we get off this interview, like something might surface. So even though right now it's a no, nothing is surfacing. That doesn't mean that there's, there's shit not brewing that yeah. I just, the heat hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> well, and, and I think that that is sometimes why I ask the question because oftentimes it is no, and that's all right too, right? Sometimes like things are as they are and we're in that in-between place. I will say this. Sometimes I think those of us that enjoy the, I'll say the chaos, but it's not always chaos, but like the experience of the chaos of something new and releasing something old. Sometimes the in-between can actually be more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. than the middle of the fire. And (laughs) that is, that is also okay. I would look, I love, I love burning shit. I love starting new things. If I could start a new thing every second of the day, I would be a happy girl. Um, it is the like holding yeah, that can yeah. be the most challenging. So I burn my desire to burn sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. 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 Like this is where it's like, can you just be present in the moment that you're experiencing right now? Correct. Without needing anything, any distractions or any activation or any stimulation. Can you just be here now? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So that is my challenge to everybody listening. Mm. Can you be here right now? Check in with yourself. And if there is something that comes to the surface that you're like, it's time for me to burn, right? Can you hold that space and and take that aligned action? And if there isn't, can you just hold the space, right? And so this is my invitation to everybody listening. And Carrie, thank you so much. Um, I am in your world forever now, so accept it. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This was such a good conversation. And yeah, if we don't cut it, we could talk on for hours and hours. We could, we could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So for those of you that want to find Carrie, she is on Instagram. We'll put all of her contact information in the show notes, but Carrie, is there a simple way for people to find you or, or your favorite way for people to stumble across you? Uh, Instagram at Carrie Russell coaching or my Facebook group wildly audacious activated. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Her Facebook group is amazing. So I highly suggest Mm. grabbing a spot there. 
Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Burn.